Welcome to another edition of the Asheville Sound. I am your host, John Lauderer. Today I am joined by singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, Aaron Price. And I'm on the line with our old friend, Aaron Price. Aaron, how are you? I'm great, John. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, thanks for coming back. That's right. The sound of the town. That's right. You were here on the show last year. We went through your your life story and some of your tunes, and and good to have you back. And what have you been up to this time since then? Well, I think I finished that album that I had in progress then. It's called Voyager. Um, It's kind of like floating under the radar. It's not not released in any sort of sound scan way, but you can listen to it on my Bandcamp site. You can buy it on my Bandcamp site. It feels good to have that done. Um, and since, uh, I finished it early January, I've, I feel like I've just been spinning my wheels. <laughs> I need to start the next one, you know? Yeah. So it's a seven track album. I suppose you call, you call it an LP or is it somewhere between LP and an EP? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. There's a good bonus track. There's a good bonus track. If you actually download the whole thing that bumps it up to eight, which I guess oh. is maybe an album. Another, <laughs> so that's another reason to go to Bandcamp and purchase that baby. Right. Yeah. Aaron Price one at Bandcamp or dot Bandcamp. Sorry. Cool. We're going to get to that album here in a little bit, but you're down in uh, the great state of Texas right now, right? Yes, sir. I, I, uh, I had the opportunity to stow away in a, in a friend's car and escape the cold, which I felt like I really needed after the first of the year. Yeah. Is this the first time you've been out of town in a while? Yeah, it actually is. Uh, the pandemic was, I thought, you know, personally and artistically it was, it was great at first, just in the sense that like, oh, I have this time to do this stuff I haven't wanted to do. But, you know, that that wears that wears on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the lack of routine, you know, the lack of gigs, the lack of socialization, all that stuff. So, yeah. How'd you do with that? Because normally in normal times, you're a very busy man with your hand in many pots. Uh, so yeah. I, I guess what, what, were you, what were you able to continue uh, during the quarantine? Well, um, your church gig? The church, uh, the West Asheville Presbyterian Church, very graciously continued to pay me, even though uh, we weren't holding services. Mm, Um, I can only attribute that to their generosity and the fact that I guess they felt like taking care of me since I've been playing there almost 20 years, you know. Mm. But um, 20 years. Wow. Yeah, I know. 20 years of Sundays. Wow. It's a lot of Sundays. (laughs) That's an an album. Yeah. Plus Wednesday. (laughs) That's right. Baptist. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I also continued to teach the uh, the school kids online. Uh, the the Asheville Symphony Music Works program is still going strong, and it's online. Yeah, how did um, that go? Or is it st- still going? You I know, know, it's it's interesting because some of the some of the kids that I thought might have like a certain type of kid showed up. It was the type of kid that like wasn't didn't necessarily need the emotional intelligence. Like the more organized, well put together kids, self starter. You know, the less tr- the self-started exactly mm-hmm. they show up and they ask a question so in that way it's been it's been nice like we've made a lot of musical progress with some of these kids but the ones that i miss the most you know ironically are the ones that like just made my life hell at music works <laughs> <laughs> i'm like where are these kids so you know i'll text the i'll text the dad of some of them here and there and just check in and say hey just remember music works is on wednesday if you guys yeah. You guys want to come out and I rarely even get a response, you know, so I, I hope they're doing well. I can, I can only imagine. So you're doing it once a week. Yeah. 
I think there's some private, there's some, that's a great program. Um, Interestingly, the Asheville prime, this is, this is something weird. It's not even relevant to this podcast. So I apologize, but you'll think it's kind of, kind of weird too. The Asheville primary school on Haywood road kind of collapsed and um, they got, but they got a grant. They're moving into the hall Fletcher building. Oh, the building collapsed. No, well, it might have. I mean, it didn't financially. Collapse. They they just decided to, to oh, okay. move the kids. I think it was too old, like asbestos and all this stuff. It was right. really in bad shape. They're moving all those kids to Hall Fletcher, and this year they also got a grant to start an after school program. And they decided to have it be called like Tempo Tempo Studies, and it's an after school music program. Oh, really? <laughs> Hall Fletcher, yeah. And uh. Dr. David uh, today was like, so we have this to deal with now. It's not to deal with, but like, it's going to be competing for our space in the school. So um, I predict some changes for music works in the next year. I feel like we might, we might spring out of that space and find somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, that is odd. Why would they start uh, the same <laughs> curriculum after school program in the same I place? Some, I think someone just didn't do their homework and realized that that was already being offered at the exact place they were, <laughs> they were starting it up. It's going to be wow, interesting. But, uh, that is odd. You know, I really believe in that program, the way it's like 15 hours of music for kids every week. You know, mm. it's such a good thing. I mean, I wasn't doing 15 hours of music a week at that age. No, I wish I was. I'd give anything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just imagine if these kids that start off when, when they're in kindergarten do 15 hours a week until they're in like 10th grade. Yeah. Game on. Yeah. It'd be really cool to see these kids come to the program then, you know, get to middle school and finally get in band class, a real band class and see how oh, they, yeah. they're probably just, you know, head and shoulders above their peers. Wrecking the curve. That's yeah, a good right? thing. I, I hope that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. Instant first chair players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, um, you have uh, yeah family down there in, uh, in Texas and I hear they've, they've opened up uh, all the venues. Uh, are you, are you going to explore out and see if you can uh, find some oh. normal, normal life out there? You know, I, I've been around, I was out in Austin a little bit today. There's a big city park. Um, and, you know, in the blue bubble of Austin, people are still masked up outdoors and everything. So, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like just feeling like hunkering down here and getting some quality time with my aunt and uncle. Although, if I see a good gig pop up, I will go check it out. Yeah. South by Southwest is normally this time of year, right? Yeah, and it's not yeah. happening, but the Austin City Limits Festival will be happening this fall. Oh, so, okay, awesome. Yeah, that seems like a good one. Mm-hmm. I wonder about the Asheville Summer Festivals. Like, what we'll be able to squeeze out of that stone? Well, be- I noticed Leaf isn't doing a, a real festival until the fall. They're not doing a summer downtown. Uh, right, they are doing a fall thing though. Yeah, they are, and a uh, a limited uh, members only spring. Um, retreat i think they call it oh retreat right for the for the 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 few the few who have the pleasure to attend but uh that should be that should be interesting but come here shock just tickled yeah (laughs) yeah i was hoping we would have at least some downtown festivals this year but nothing seems to be planned Um, Mm -hmm. but oh well uh so as far as uh your musical activities go and uh i had a good time reading your liner notes on the, the voyager album Thank you. Uh, so this is written by Jim Gardner. Uh, is he a local author or a writer of some sort? Yes, he's a he's he's a local. Ah, gosh, it's hard to it's hard to pin James James down. Uh, 
when I first got to town and opened Collapsible, I found this Junior James and the Late Guitar CD on my desk and I popped it in and it was like this beautiful, thought-provoking, kind of lo-fi, born out of Chapel Hill, drum machine pop. <laughs> and uh, Junior James and the Late Guitar, I, I uh, somehow, next thing I knew, I found myself playing in that band. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I made a phone call or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Jim uh, is the songwriter for Junior James and the Late Guitar. He and his wife, Nancy, uh, put those tunes together. Jim is like teacher of the year at the Asheville School in, um, I believe, history and English for like most of the years he teaches there. Just a great educator, um, super witty guy, great writer. I've read I've read one of his books uh and yeah, so I, it was a no brainer. I was, I thought, let me go old school and actually could do some liner notes on this record, which I haven't made any physical copies of yet, but yeah, Jim, uh, you can find those on my Facebook music page too. Jim wrote a pretty cool essay about me and the music. So yeah, he has a way of words, uh, kind of likening, uh, your work to, uh, or, or, uh, implying that there are multiple Aaron prices out there to do all the things that you do and <laughs> the, the many hats you wear. How, how one person could do all this seems uh, unlikely. Yeah. You know, I somehow, I, I'm probably overly diversified in some way. I, I oftentimes feel like uh, if I were more of a specialist, I might be sitting in a different situation. Not that I want to be in a different situation, but, you know, I, I've, I've got deep roots here at home with recording and being a side man, but I've never really like taken my own thing out on the road and toured or anything like that and just bared down on it. Yeah. But if you're anything like me, you're probably... You like the, the variety, the spice of life type uh, approach to, to music. Yeah, I do. And it's really it's really kind of saved my ass here during the pandemic as well. You know, it's it's good to kind of be spread out a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and just to meet friends from all different walks of life. I mean, I've got I, I, I'm proud of my uh, my palette of social connections just from having all those different type music gigs, you know. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of old people in Asheville that I'm friends with from the church that I never would have met otherwise and kids from the music works program. So I consider myself very fortunate. Thanks yeah. for reading those liner notes. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Well, let's say you're a pillar of the musical community and uh, Asheville's lucky to have you. So well, thank you. We hope you stick around. Don't uh, expand out to Austin. <laughs> Believe me, I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, you know, the scene in Asheville is getting pretty interesting. I mean, pandemic aside, I mean, you've seen it. It's kind of like, it's, it's a tough road to hoe as an original artist. Mm-hmm. And it's not so tough if you're determined. It's not so hard to make money if you have like a well-oiled machine and you can go out and play functions which don't really, in, in, uh, they don't entail that much creativity. No, usually they don't call for original product projects, unfortunately, too, because yeah. as, as you know, original music is uh, is not monetarily rewarded unless you, um, I don't know, get into a film or a TV show or something of that like. Mm-hmm. But speaking of which, some of the stuff on this record, well, a lot of it, I could see it on, yeah, lots of TV shows or even movies. Uh, uh, the production value is, is great and uh, your Thank your you. voice your voice lends it lends itself to kind of a cinematic quality. Uh, oh, thanks. So let's uh, let's get to some of these tunes. We're going to showcase off the new album Voyager, and uh, the first one would be "Come of This," which is the first uh, track on the album, up tempo acoustic rocker. Uh, 
really layered um, sound sound starting from the beginning to the end. You it seems like you start to layer more and more as the song goes on, kind of a Mannheim steamroller effect. And then oh, by, cool. the end, by the end, it's like this big orchestral kind of sound. Yeah, uh, it's it's like a showcase of every guitar that I own, basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the Taylor. Here's the Strat. Here's the other Strat. Here's the Les Paul, and also here's the bass, and that's pretty much every, all my guitars. <laughs> yeah, and a lot more vocal uh, overdubs too. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So tell us about this tune. What's uh, what's um, the background? I actually, it's funny. I have a really interesting crystallization uh, notion of this song. I re- I there was this. Uh, I don't know if it's a Neil Finn tune or a crowded house tune that inspired the beat. I wanted to dissect the beat of that song. I ended up like basically ripping it off and making a reason click track with it. Uh, the, the Neil Finn song is called either side of the world. And um, if you can find it online, it's a fantastic song. I'm a, I'm a huge Neil Finn fan. And I was just horsing around in uh, in reason making beats one day. And I was like, let me see if I can get this like galloping thing that they have. And if you listen to that click track, it's not it's a click track. It's not drums. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And I think I, kind of, I almost got it verbatim, but I didn't use any of their chords or anything. But I just sat with that beat and then I just kind of started writing a melody. And um, I always I always laugh and point it out to my my church going friends. I'm like there's like a there's like a turnaround from a hymn in there somewhere if you can spot it mm-hmm. yeah i bet that makes it's presbyterian way punk presbyterian <laughs> punk is what it is <laughs> with it with a tale of uh romantic intrigue laced right. over the top of it so are you going to spin this one yeah yeah or 20 years of playing uh church music i'm sure it's bound to creep into your original music as well <laughs> yeah i mean the music is my favorite thing about christendom i have to say it's like it's what holds everything together in a way that's right. Over the your, years. You got your plagal cadences in there and everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's give this one a listen. Uh, this is Come of This by Aaron Price.
I'm back here with Aaron checking out this album. Tunes off the new album Voyager, and that this, sounded fantastic. Yeah, right. Okay. And this what tune, kind of you have? <laughs> and this tune is the title track Voyager, uh, featuring your very talented daughter Lila. Uh, did I pronounce that right? Lila, 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 and uh, <clears throat> pop rock uh, tune with a lot of storytelling going on. Yeah. And, and Lila, I've seen you perform with her on your Facebook uh, live uh, performances. Cool. And she's quite a talent herself. Uh, how long has she been playing? Is oh, it- yeah. She's got, a, she's got a huge voice. She picked up the guitar on her own. She must have been like five. Wow. And she could play like uh, Skip to My Lou in like a day, which really? is like two, two chords. But still. Yeah. Take some people like a month to be able to play two chords and she was just like yeah and i was like on that crappy little guitar you've got the chords that's amazing awesome and she's never really looked back she's uh she's 20 she's going to western carolina she's gigging on the weekends where she can mm. um she's got a great voice and uh she's honestly one of the best backup singers i've ever worked with in the studio she learned super quick here's harmonies real fast and that's the song's a little bit inspired by her in one way. And it also uh, discusses uh, I was having this conversation with a friend um, who was telling me about this time. He was in, he was in the woods and there was like a tree house and a, like a djembe. He said it fell 80 feet onto his neck, <laughs> the back of his neck. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like the, the middle section in this song. Um and it kind of knocked him out, but I guess that his brain kicked out a big dose of DMT because he started having this vision and he was like in the woods and he was watching seasons and years and decades and eons go by like at the speed of light in fast motion. Wow. And, uh, he saw like the forest grow and fade and, and, uh, he said he woke up from that and it felt like it had been like millennia but he still hadn't hit the ground from, huh. the, from the impact. Yeah. Wow. A That's a pretty crazy story, right? So I, I couldn't forget about that. <laughs> so I, I kind of, I kind of put a little bit about that in the middle to kind of uh, the story kind of bridges the timelessness of a moment and also the, cons- the, the trajectory of a, of a kid growing up. Hmm. Um, and they're all, they're all voyages, you know? Yeah. And I guess uh, we're referencing the, the Voyager spacecraft, right? And how it keeps yeah, its trajectory out into the yeah. outer realm. That's kind of an old song. I guess it might have been like eight or nine years ago when they thought the Voyager had passed, passed Pluto. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was also on my mind at the time. It's a pretty old song, but um, okay, okay. I'm really proud of it. Yeah. Uh, well, now... Oh. I should tell you this one other story to finish off Voyager. Mm-hmm. There's a line in the last verse about uh, hijacking a plane. And um, I got detained at, at LaGuardia Airport one time because I left the journal with that lyric in it. This is a book full of poetry and lyrics. I left it on an airplane. <laughs> and when I went back to get it, they made me sit TSA at LaGuardia for like two hours without telling me why I was there. What? Then this guy walks out. It was so weird, John. It was scary too. Mm-hmm. This guy walks out. He's got a photocopy of my notebook and he sets it down on the on the table in front of me. He's like, you want to tell me what this is all about? 
this is like two pages out of like a 60 page subject notebook. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is the Voyager lyrics. And he points <laughs> to the middle of a page. Uh, I could hijack a plane in some dead prophet's name. And he's like, what's this? And I, I, lo- I looked at him and he, I said, it's just a poem, sir. And he said, you know, I can throw you in jail right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. They, they scanned your whole notebook for that one line. That's what I, I, I can't believe that. I want to just think like they were flipping through it, trying to find a, a name in it or something. My name was nowhere in it. So when I went back to get it, um, they had the seat number or something. They knew yeah. it was mine. Yeah. And uh, I was in there for probably four or five hours with them just like running my ID, doing a background check, all this stuff. <laughs> so you it didn't was, have any, it was, didn't have it was any terrible. priors, right? I might have had a couple. <laughs> uh, nothing, that concerned, nothing that concerned hijacking planes, though. <laughs> well, this is obviously after 9-11 where everybody was on high alert. Oh, yeah. Not that, not that soon after 9-11. And, you know, TSA has got their work cut out for them in any day and age. Yeah. But I, was kind of, I wanted to just be like, you guys are wasting your time. But any time that I sort of like stood my own ground, I think I might have mentioned like, the first amendment or something, they just went straight to the, like, you know, we don't have to let you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freedom. Uh, yeah. Right. That so, was a waste of a day, but right. it, it's a good story, you know? Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I'm glad they let you go. <laughs> so you could cut the track. Yeah, uh, exactly. All right. And here's the track. This is Voyager by Aaron Price. Soviets leave us all in the dust. 
in the back here with Aaron. The last track we're going to showcase is The Promise, a really nice piano ballad that turns into quite an orchestral extravaganza. Uh, this one, I like to know how you put this together because it sounds like you pulled out every uh, bell and whistle in the closet to put this one together. <laughs> yeah, it took a long time, actually. Mm -hmm. And the mix drove me crazy. Mm. Um, I, I still don't know if I actually nailed the mix, to be honest, but I worked real. I love it. Um, it's not my lyric. Uh, the Promise is um, one of my favorite regional poets from, Mor from Morganton. His name is Ted Pope. Ted wrote that poem. Hmm. And uh, when I first heard it, he was at a poetry reading. And Ted Pope, he reminds me a little bit of like a modern day prophet like John the Baptist or something. He's got a big big long beard and long hair and everywhere he goes to do a poetry reading he brings this giant tree stump and puts it on the stage like it's a pain it's got to be a pain to move hmm. he's an eccentric nonetheless and he's kind of shouting the lyrics to these poems a little hellfire yeah and um so as you listen to this song just imagine ted pope kind of like shouting the lyrics at you and every time he got done with a with a poem he would crumple up the page and throw it into the aisle <laughs> And so he's like littering the front of the stage with these poems after he reads them. And yeah. I was sitting somewhere near the back. I might've been running sound at the Altamont theater that night. I ran up, I was listening to this poem and I was just spellbound. I ran up and picked the, the piece of paper up out of the aisle and stole it. <laughs> I don't know if I was stealing it. He was, he, he didn't ask for it back or anything, but yeah. I sat on it for a couple of years and I kept looking at it. And one day the tune came and it came pretty quick. So and did you send the uh, track to the poet for his uh, blessing? I did. I did. In his, in his eccentric manner, he, he said, I like it. And that's about the only thing he ever said. And, <laughs> and I think I said, well, what if I can get this song in like a Pixar show or something? And th definitely no response from this guy on that. <laughs> he, he didn't know what Pixar is, I'm sure. <laughs> but I have high hopes. I feel yeah. like that's a... Uh, that the sound of the the arrangement there's uh my friend rosalind buddha plays bassoon on it uh yeah are these live instruments or midi so or combination the, wood, the woodwinds are live um, okay who all plays on it kate, kate from panharmonia plays flute okay uh, rosalind buddha plays um bassoon those may be the only Bill Smith, uh, an old school Asheville drummer, is playing drums. I, the rest of it may, may be samples. Mm. I think so. There's piano and um, you know layers of synth. I mean, there's there's pretty much a little of everything. I think the mix on that track was like 80, 80 tracks. Wow. Yeah. So it's yeah. I'm not really a trained mixing guy, so I was kind of pulling my hair out, and I spent probably a, almost a month solid just trying to mix this tune and getting all these pieces to fit together as you can hear in the second half when the yeah. when the band comes in yeah i mean it's a relatively short tune but there's a lot happening in there in that short yeah. amount of time and the words are just fascinating to me i i, I can just read it over and over again mm -hmm. and yeah th th this tune overall it, it seems like it could either be in a musical theater production of some sort or yeah even a pixar movie uh, so. yeah it's uh, like a it's like this a circle of life type song. It really yeah. it really explores the the relativity of size and and you know the the seed becoming the tree and the drop a drop in the sea being a sea in and of itself. So yeah, it makes me wonder if you've uh, attempted or thought about writing a musical yourself, musical theater. 
I have thought about it. There's actually a, there's actually a cult movie that I don't want to I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. But I've I've written a couple of songs that if I could do a musical for this uh, movie, um, yeah, I would love to do that sometime. I would also like to score to score further for a small orchestral group or a symphony. That's a mm. big dream of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, each little step, like making a song like The Promise, I feel like builds my confidence to be able to do something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you obviously have a knack for it. And did you have to uh, like write out, compose all, all these parts like on paper, uh, or did you just compositions um, or what? For the wind players, yes, I wrote their parts. Hmm. I think there's like maybe a couple. You know, I took one person and kind of made a section. There's like a flute section in the beginning and yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, it was a fair amount of work, <laughs> but uh, the lyrics uh, just kind of inspired inspired it. I, I remember working pretty feverishly on it for. A while yeah you can tell it was obsessed over and it, it comes through <laughs> yeah really <laughs> all right i want to i should shout out to uh michael hines at nomadic studios too for uh for giving that one a really great mastering job okay well, let's check it out this is the promise by aaron price days are a wind falling from this open wound the sky these days are a wind falling from the open wound in the sky I bent myself against that blow And in doing so, stretched out farther than the farthest star Wished myself the smallness of a raindrop And so became the sea I humbled myself to the beginnings of a sea And thus I have become a tree Where were you When the first blades of grass Pushed themselves upward Through the earth's skin You were in the world Of the world And you were the world Yet you
Yeah, back here with Aaron. Really cool to talk to you, Aaron. It's been a minute, and thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks, when, John. When are you coming back to Asheville? Oh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. When's this podcast going to air? <laughs> oh, a few days. Be... <laughs> yeah, no, it comes out pretty quick. It only takes me 30 minutes to edit it and put it out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, um, I'll be happy to share this one around. It's It's been interesting to watch. I mean, you were you started this did you start this like a before the pandemic yeah no this is this was born of the pandemic this is born of yeah like like so many podcasts quarantine project yeah yeah it's crazy i've been working with a musician friend uh actually who edits podcasts professionally and we've been getting into like uh doing some theme song compositions for podcast stuff you know anybody that needs some original music oh cool (laughs) well you know i should probably update my music because uh I just slapped together this little steel guitar part and put it on there. And yeah, that's, that's been like there forever. But if you have any other ideas, feel free to let me know. You know, all you need is a hook, like a little simple sound that, that represents your show. And it doesn't almost doesn't matter what it is. If it's there every time, then it's like a, it's like a cue. Pretty much. Yeah. Just a little bumper. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have any other ideas, feel free to let me know. I'd, uh, this is season two, so I'm, I could upgrade it. And there'd be no problem. Excellent. Or I cool, also I'll use some uh, some pad music for my outro too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Hey, I'll I'll do that for you, John. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, man. Well, enjoy your time out there in Texas. Be safe. Thank and, you. Uh, keep that mask on. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks. I will. See you later. All right, Aaron. Bye. I'd like to thank Aaron Price for joining me today. Please check out his new album where it's available online. And please continue to support live original music as well as original recorded music. And if you would like to be on the show, please send me a message on the Asheville Sound Instagram or Facebook pages. Look forward to hearing from you. Until we meet again, y'all take care. Music starts in the mind and the heart continues in time forever as art and recording can either be tough and annoying or something that's clearly more lush and rewarding. It's gotta be better than just good or great. It needs to hit hard like Babe Ruth at the plate. From rock, hip hop and dance music to blues or pop, hard bop and swing music, you choose. As a working musician, I can truly relate. So let's rap about your project and schedule a date. My name is Matt Williams, producer at The Eagle Room. I'm grateful to have helped so many artists create their music in this wonderful space, where together we have the talent and tools to bring ideas into reality. The Eagle Room is an efficient, full production recording studio with in-house mixing and mastering, high-quality equipment, and award-winning attention to detail. Visit TheEagleRoom.com to find out more.